an old broken down piece of meat. And I'm alone. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! Bit, bit, bitches. <laughs> Hey team, welcome back to the only podcast where you can hear a couple of guys talk about the movies. I'm Scott Sweeney here in the Chill Zone with Ryan Ankner and we are the Turkey Boys. What's happening, hoops? I mean... We're full of some pepperoni pizza pie. We just saw Candyman, which will be our featured review later in the program. But for now, you want to talk about the news of the world? I do. And I, as always, I'd like to lead us off with a little birthday talk. Lovely. Big birthday guy. I think it's an important thing to celebrate. It is. It is. I actually hate my own birthday, and it's fast approaching as we're about a month out. Ooh, that's a little warning for Turkey Nation. I think we actually have a show on my birthday if we keep up with the Friday theme. What a gift for you and the fans, that is. Gift! (laughs) Uh, Speaking of gifts, it's exactly that this week. Brody Jenner, friend of the show, is 38. Much like myself. Uh, Happy birthday, kiddo. Dua Lipa is 26. Yeah, happy birthday, Dua. David Chase, creator of The Sopranos, is 76. Ooh, what the fuck? Dave Chappelle is 48. Oh, man, I'm getting up there, man. And Macaulay Culkin is 41. Wow. And I have a legitimate... No bit, no irony, death announcement, and moratorium. Hit me. Uh, that's the wrong word. You uh, sound actually. You sound a little shaken up about this. Who? It's a friend, actually a friend of my brother's, a guy, a hockey player from Boston College, who went on to become a professional hockey player. Jimmy Hayes oh. has passed away suddenly at the age of 31. And I saw it on Barstool Sports or one of those, and I was like, I know that person. It was super creepy. That's weird. I actually thought you were doing a bit. No, not a bit. I I had a feeling. (laughs) No, I had a feeling that. No, you're good. I had a feeling that you would think I was bidding. I was like, there's no way for me to even say this without it coming across as like it's going to be some punchline. Yeah. We just reversed our good cop, bad cop dynamic. mm -hmm. (laughs) Sorry, fans. We won't do that again. But Jimmy was. I only met him, you know, two or three times, but nice kid. And he had a wife and some children of his own, so oh, that's no. that's not great. Jimmy. Not great. So sad. I don't think it was COVID-related. Mm. Um, I hate hearing that when people are like, oh, it was COVID. It's like, ugh, enough. Yeah. But Speaking of COVID-related deaths, that guy from uh, the Rolling Stones, the drummer, I think his name's like Charlie Brown or something. Mm-hmm. Charlie something. Charlie Brown, you got it. <laughs> the uh, He died. No good? I mean, everyone thought all the members of the Rolling Stones were, like, invincible. Keith Richards is going to live forever. Who's the... Why can't I think of the singer of the Rolling Stones? Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Yeah. One of them finally fell by the sword. What was he, 81? Something like that? That sounds right. I'm not really sure. Yeah, folks, if you've ever seen a Martin Scorsese movie, you're probably familiar with... At the very least, this Rolling Stones track. Years ago, we had the church. <laughs> 90 seconds at a time, we powered through. 
Let's get into a big like Stones talk. Stones or Beatles, man. This is a this is now a, a music entirely podcast. We're in the music corner, folks. I would hate that. Yeah. You music. gotta take it. Yeah. Sorry to Charlie, whatever your last name Brown. is. Brown. He will be missed. Poor guy. I feel like there was another death or something, but I can't think of what the. I don't even name. think I wrote that one down. I was just like, yeah. Um, it's over. Speaking of deaths, uh, Demi Lovato is talking about how I guess you can't say she, so I'm going to catch myself. They w- may oh, yeah, one day identify as a woman again or as trans, but they are currently non-binary. Yeah, see, it's, nev- it's never enough. She needs to like keep staying in the story. So it's like I'm non-binary. And now the new story is maybe I'll change. It's all a big could you? Who could be bothered with such intel and information? I think, I think that she was a great singer. Like this song is good. Yeah. I think she had a lot happening, and it's like, just do that. Yeah. I feel bad for her. Like that she feels the need to. Like it just like the whole thing with the ice cream store and how she was like sugar-free things like trigger me and it's just like come on man yeah I don't even know about that she like went into an ice cream store and they had sugar-free I'm serious she had sugar-free they had sugar-free flavors and she took to TikTok and Instagram or something <laughs> to complain about how sugar-free things are triggering for her eating disorder and the internet just had their way with her they just went nuts yeah she sounds like super boring like these are the the causes she takes up it's like I'm gonna make a big stink about sugar-free ice cream and like people calling me the wrong pronoun she just sounds a little exhausting well you know what it is like this song's good she has a few like just more than a few hits and I don't know it's I think being a child celebrity is is tough and it sucks and I think that it's easy to make fun of somebody who changes their gender identity every six months Ooh. and I don't know. I'd love to sit down with her and like understand why she gave herself like the Alfred E. Newman haircut yeah. with the bangs that are like zigzag diagonal across her face. And before that, I was gonna say you're the good cop and I'm the bad cop again. <laughs> this is a, a bizarro episode. I don't know. Maybe I'm nice now. He's back, and I'm trash. I'd love to figure out what like what prompt like is it just like she kind of sees that her career is sort of and so she's like i'll make a little noise here that's what i'm imagining because these aren't like stories worth discussing even though we're doing exactly that (laughs) i mean but we're not really like the benchmark for good journalism whoa i mean that's news to me our show is shit (laughs) and if you're currently listening you are shit (laughs) (laughs) and i'm champagne (laughs) and they announced that curb your enthusiasm will start in about a month and a half october 2021 Season 11. What do we think? I think it's going to be any good? I mean, I was one of the few people... I felt like everyone was kind of shitting on the last season. When I it didn't came love back it. After a couple of years. I thought it was great. Especially, what did you like about it? Especially compared... You're using his own weaponry against him. Mm. The, what'd you like about it? He probably wrote that line. But... Like, compared to all the other shows on TV, and not even with that qualifier, it's just a great show. I'm an LD guy. I think everything he does is funny. He's one of the, the best, part. yeah. And I wonder if this will be a COVID season of Kirby Enthusiasm. Which, oh. This is like the one show where I would tolerate a COVID season. Because I think 
Larry David would get some good bits out of it, where other people th- would use it as a crutch. I think I heard Jeff Garland mention that they don't touch on it oh, okay. in, a, in an interview. It might have been like Sam Roberts or something. That's probably for the best. Yeah. That's a big bowl of wrong. I'd rather not see that. Yeah. Um, did you see that Ben Affleck was seen shopping for engagement rings? Wow. At Tiffany's with his mother and son. They're so back. Very back. They're more back than ever. I forgot he had kids. He has like four children. Much like uh, other friend of the show, Matt Damon. But yeah, him and J-Lo, it's no flash in the pan. They're really going for it. And if South Park doesn't come out with that friggin' the, Mitch Connor, Ben Affleck episode soon, I'm going to be... Yeah, we, we need that, that reprisal. Because... That's one of the better episodes, and it's more topical now than ever. Coco, stop that. Hey, no. Yeah, that's the kind of topical stuff I need. I don't want like to see COVID on the shows no. that I'm watching. I want to see like Ben Affleck and J-Lo are back, and this needs some proper uh, coverage, mm. grandiose-wise. And I thought I'd mention that Nicole Kidman is now a friend of the show and officially a turkey head. After I tricked her into watching my Instagram story by tagging her in something the other day. And it just amused me. Her tuning in for that is hysterical. Yeah, like just seeing her name pop up because you can see like who watches your story. And then I liked imagining her just like flipping around on her phone and then like, oh, enough of the podcast. Like, oh, and then she watches the other stories like, oh, this... This man likes Vin Diesel quite a great deal. <laughs> Wait a tick. Yeah. I don't even know if she's British, but I guess I'm giving her this voice. Isn't she Australian? Yeah, that's the one. I could be wrong. I know that she's married to Keith Urban, who is Australian. No, she's totally Australian. But she is also right. Australian? Yeah. Okay, cool. But she she's classy. She probably sounds like that, I imagine. But I love tricking celebrities into watching Instagram stories. It's fun when you corral one. Shit on me, I can't breathe. <laughs> can't breathe um yeah i also got hulu to view my story the other day now that i have a public instagram account so for those of you who've been wanting to take a look at my instagram and don't have the stones to follow me which i get (laughs) i'm a polarizing figure you may not want me on there yeah you can go ahead and take a look at me for free right now i don't even need to know about it just don't view my stories although that's where a lot of the meat the meat of the stories is really where the good stuff is. And that's where you get the enough promos, too. The meat of the beef. Yeah. One of Ang's code names for people who are unfamiliar. Meat, meat. Yes. Meat, meat. Did you see that Hillary Duff got COVID? <laughs> I did see that, actually. <laughs> she's dead, actually. It's a shame. <laughs> yeah. Benji Madden is really upset, or whoever she's dating. We forgot to mention her in uh, the Death, death Day Corner. Yep. Whatever we call that. Yeah, that was a bummer when... It was almost like a throwback, seeing like, oh, a celebrity has COVID. It was like, oh, what is this, a year ago? Like, these are stories again? Folks, awful time. Yeah, COVID is uh, relevant again. It's back. Yeah. It's fucked up. Hillary Duff, I think she'll power through. Mm. I got faith that uh, in her resiliency. Agreed. Did you see the promos for that new Cowboy Bebop live-action Netflix series? I'm going to go. <laughs> Is you, that with uh, John Cho? Yeah, you seemed yeah. in on it. I like him. John Cho's great. The The Harold and Kumar movies, mainly just the first one. The third one has a couple Your laughs. favorite movie, Searching? 
oof, searching, not great. Me telling you not to go see it and you ignoring me and then seeing it and hating it. That's one of my favorite bits of like two years ago. <laughs> I, I was just, like, don't see that. It was awful. I almost walked out and you're like, oh, I'm going to see it anyway. I need it. <laughs> it was so bad. It wasn't great. Uh, I like John Cho. I'll watch that. Yeah, he's... Uh, Cowboy Bebop is one of the more famous animes. Ah, uh, so... Are we anime guys? We are. Are we? Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Enough like, anime? I haven't seen a lot of them. It's a whole... People seem to be crazy about them, but I've never seen one that really grabbed me. I remember Mothball used to watch Helsing back I was in gonna the day. Van Helsing, right? I think it was just Helsing. Just Helsing, you're right. But it was... It had all that. I think I own that on DVD because of Mothball. I think I was like, I'm going to buy it too. (laughs) (laughs) It's sitting in the pile over there somewhere. Once I get them on the bookshelf, it'll be easier to go through them all. But yeah, a lot of them are very specific. Like, we. I don't even know how to explain anime, really. Some of Miyazaki stuff might be considered. Do you have. Um, er. (laughs) Spirited Away? Yeah. Like, is that anime? Yes. I think that's anime. I mean, it's Japanese animation, so what's the difference? Exactly. I'm not sure. I don't know. Particulars. But if that's anime, then I like some anime at least. Mm. And we're anime guys. It's official. But yeah, the Cowboy Bebop Netflix show looks kind of interesting. It's John Cho, a couple other people I don't recognize. Could be something. And the big trailer for Spider Home or Spider Home Spider Man No Way Home finally came out, which is the new like multiverse exploding new Spider Man movie where like um er he unlocks the multiverse and like Tobey Maguire comes back as the Spider Man from the is Sam the rest Raimi of the movies. Pussy Posse going to be joining him <laughs> or yeah I hope the multiverse really cracks wide open and everyone just starts roaring in. Fucking Joey Coco Diaz's character from Spider-Man 2 comes in. Hey, Spider-Man. I got some asshole dust, Joe Rogan. Blue cheese or go fuck Aunt May. Fucking Spider-Man bits. (laughs) And Jim Norton can come back as a... He stinks and I don't like him. (laughs) I I have the actual drop of that. I don't know where it is. Because, yeah, this is... Even though they did that in the animated Spider-Verse movie a couple years ago, they're doing it again in live action. Which, it stinks and I don't like it. It seems silly that they're just like, yeah, we're just doing it again, but maybe it'll be cool. They're just going to cram so much nostalgic. I feel like Alfred Molina in. needed that. Yeah, he's back as Dr. Octopus. Um, er. Willem Dafoe as uh, Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> the Green heard Goblin. Of it'll probably be cool. It looks like a bit of a mess and. I wonder if James Franco will make his big return to the silver screen as Harry Osborn. He's officially canceled, huh? Like, he's done? Yeah. Who are the guys? Like, I feel like a few guys in the last couple of years are just like, no way, no chance. Who are your Me Too guys? He's gone. Like, there's, he'll never come back. I think the kiss of death was when Seth Rogen denounced him. Yeah. On Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. There's yeah, a, well, so much. I'm looking at my news right now. It's some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen this week. Hit me with all of it. My favorite piece of news actually is that Ron Jeremy, famous porn empire guy, uh, has been indicted on, I believe, 12 counts of rape. 
Or 12. Something, there's like 12 women who came forward. So we're hoping that that fat, disgusting, alcoholic slob gets put away for life. Yeah, I was going to say, Ron Jeremy? No. His big, giant dick. He looks and seems like such a great guy. I don't know if I've told my Ron Jeremy story on air, but um, I was bartending in 2013, and Ron Jeremy, it was a porn event. Yeah, I hope this ends with you having <clears throat> sex with Ron Jeremy. I, yes, actually. He <laughs> ripped my asshole apart with his giant dick. Um, no, Ron Jeremy came up to the bar, and I was like, hey, Ron, let me buy you a drink or something like that. No, I said, Ron, can I get you a drink? And he goes, no, I'm good. And I go, it's on me. And then he goes, I love a, I love a Amberto Sour. He was very drunk. So I made him a, a good, nice stiff one. Gave it to him. He drank it, and then he started signing my coworkers. Who like my coworker came around to take a photo with him because she was like a fanboy of all celebrities. Really, just got photos, mm. and he just starts. He pulls out a sharpie and just starts signing her tits. Oh, without her permission, and she was just like kind of horrified. But it was like she came around and like he probably does that to every woman he encounters. Just like, what else would you be doing here if not right. waiting for me to just sign letting tits? my gross dirty fucking aids ridden hands grab your tits yeah he's a disgusting creature of a man he really is a ghoul in real life he's much uglier in person so yeah. let's hope he gets what he deserves and they slap him away yeah, for seemed, life he always seemed like a fucked up dude he's a ghoul get him out of here also i think he's in one of the boondock saints movies oh he should have been canceled way back then they should just go ahead and cancel all of them, especially Norman Reedus, because he like pivoted and has a normal <laughs> career now. Yeah, like make it illegal for him to ride a motorcycle around. <laughs> was like, really I knew I wouldn't be able to bring up Norman Reedus <laughs> without you referencing his motorcycle riding spinoff. And that's pretty much myself. the that's pretty much the only reason I brought it up. He's back, and so is The Walking Dead. <laughs> Which is supposedly in its final season, but I don't even believe it. I feel like they're, they're just trying to trick everyone. Even if I do a bad job on the motorcycle, they still got to give me the two mil. I can still ride off into the sunset. He probably gets more than two mil an episode, that lunatic. Ugh. And I guess they're making a new version of Nosferatu with uh, Anya Taylor-Joy and... What do I say? Bring your mic. I'm just going to say it. Bring yeah. your mic down a little bit. <laughs> okay. You're off. Like, I'm engineering right now because Sam is camping, so I'm, like, going out of my way. to. I'm looking <laughs> I'm looking at the levels more. Kids on the levels. Yeah. Is that doper? Yeah, yeah. You're not, bo- you're, uh, you're not topping out at all, so get right up on it. In. But, yeah, they're doing a Nosferatu. I've never even seen the original of that. That's one of those classic silent films that's supposed to be actually scary. It's not. I've seen it in like a film school or a film class in college. It was, it's very boring. Yeah. It's just like a guy, like a weird vampire. I don't know. Maybe there's Uh, some film nerd out there getting pissed right now, but I I honestly just, it's old, man. Like we don't, that's all they do now is just remake shit. And we literally just walked out of a remake that I enjoyed, but still. But yeah, if anyone's going to make it, I guess he's a good choice. I didn't love the lighthouse, but you know, he's clearly a worker. He can make a flick. This could be good. Especially with that cast. People love The Lighthouse. I, I don't get it. Yeah. And it, I liked it a little more upon rewatch. It's very weird and has some some cool stuff, but I don't know. And I think we might have covered this before, but now it's like official. The fourth Matrix movie, which comes out in like three months, mm. even though they haven't even released a trailer 
uh, trailer yet is going to be called The Matrix Resurrections, which keeps in line with like Reloaded, Revolutions, Resurrections. It's kind of fun. Somebody said, I thought they already used that title, and in my head I was like... It's the re stuff. Yeah. But yeah, they I guess they screened some footage at CinemaCon, which I don't know what that is. It seems like something we should be at, mixing it up with uh, celebs. But the Do they have like a VIP area where I don't have to be near anybody? Otherwise, I'm not interested. It sounds like something that probably When exists. I hear con, I imme- immediately assume bad breath, BO, and crowds, and poor people, and I'm just not interested. Maybe we could go as cosplay characters and perhaps have too much shit on us mm. that prevents us from breathing. I'm telling you that I am. <laughs> go completely undercover. But yeah, the new footage it starts with Neo in therapy. I don't even want to be around. Discussing his dreams to his therapist, played by Neil Patrick Harris, and he doesn't remember, like, the things that happened in The Matrix, and then Trinity walks in, and it's a whole thing. Neil Patrick Harris, I don't, like, hate him. I'm not, like, a huge fan, but, like, that's a role I think he'll do okay in. Yeah. Like, that makes sense to me. Yeah, like, I think he's good in Gone Girl. As, he like, is, yeah. As the slimy side guy who gets embroiled in her scheme. And speaking of Harold and Kumar, coming up for the second time this up, he's great in those movies, yeah. playing himself. I think we just don't like him in How I Met Your Mother. I mean, I don't even mind him in that. I enjoyed that What show. don't you mind about him? <laughs> he has some laughs. I watched, a lot, that that show. I watched a lot of that show in the beginning, but I don't know. It was enjoyable. Him as a ladies' man is dumb. He's a gay guy. Let him be a gay guy. That's more interesting to me. It, that makes the bit more fun, though. It's I suppose. That, like, showed off what a good actor he is more than anything. His uh, his work is better. I'm going to say Doogie Howser was his best work. Ooh. What do you think? I forget that he was a child actor and that that show... I don't think I've ever even seen a second of that show. It's it, fine. It was never on my radar. I watched it a lot as a kid, I feel like. But, I mean, I couldn't be more on board for a new Matrix movie. Mm. And I like all the Wachowski joints. Even Cloud Atlas, even Jupiter Ascending, which is like a legend. <laughs> Cloud Atlas talk like every third app. <laughs> I don't even hate Speed Racer, the friend of the show, Emil Hirsch. It's got some, some good stuff in it, and I'm excited to see what this fourth Matrix may entail. What's the uh, Aaron Paul movie about cars that tanked? Need for Speed. There it is. <clears throat> Bitch. I don't know why that came to mind, but I was like, those two movies are kind of on a shelf together. Yes. In my head. They should have remained on the shelf. Yes. Forever. <laughs> Do you see that Tom Cruise landed a helicopter in uh, in some family's garden in London or in the UK somewhere? And yeah, then hello. he took them for a ride? What a cool guy. Yeah. He fucking rocks. I, mean, I guess it was an airport closed, so he just landed his helicopter <laughs> in some random family's big yard. Hopefully, like, without even permission or warning them. It's just like, I'm just going to put her down over there. And then I'll talk to them. We'll work it out. I'm Tom Cruise. Cruise, feel free to land on the top of my house and just destroy everything I own in order for us to have a hang, and I can show you my tattoo of you on my leg. Yeah. They're still filming Mission Impossible 7, which I feel like they've been doing for, like, years at this point, and it's insane. I saw some stats. Tom Cruise did 500 hours of skydiving and 13,000 motorbike jumps over the course of a year to prepare the most dangerous stunt he's ever done. How do you do 13,000 motorbike stunts with no issues? 
Yeah, how do you even do that many? That just seems like a crazy amount of times to do anything. <laughs> like, I love how everything he does, he becomes like a proper outlier of. It was funny, the rewatchables, they did Rain Man the other day, and they were making fun of how he's bad at smoking cigarettes and how he should have embroiled himself in cigarette smoking. <laughs> that's so... I couldn't agree more with that. Like, he, that's the only thing that he can't go full method on? Wow, that's so good. Fuck. Because, yeah, we like to talk up good on-screen smokers. Mm. And, yeah, that might be the one thing he can't... He can't do. That should be his next... Uh, his next goal. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, once that movie finally comes out, hopefully that stunt will be worth it. I think it will be. Um, Are you having a laugh? <laughs> I am having a laugh. Your Honor has been renewed for season two at Showtime, which, if you don't remember this show, who can blame you? Because it was a Showtime series. and it <laughs> That show kind of lost me. Barely existed. And it also had like a very finite ending i can't imagine where it would go it was like this is the show brian cranston was a judge his son uh like is involved in a hit and run with a kid who winds up being like the son of a mob boss and it's a wacky you know power play it's a cool cast yeah. And What's his face from Simple Man or uh, a Serious, serious man? man? Michael Stuhlbrand, worker. Him, he and uh, Cranston. We got Chet Hayes, Chet mm-hmm. Hanks. Yes. Uh, I, I When I watched the promos for this show, I was like, this is going to be great. It's going to be like, you know, a guy on the right side of the tracks does something dumb and like has to go to war against the mob. Mm. And it's really just like him kind of getting pushed around as soon as the mob figures out that his son was the one that did it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was several episodes. It's just like you're a judge. Do this. We're running the the courts now. I God needed it, it to be more like Cranston. Like I was hoping he'd go Walter White mode and like kill people and get nuts. Yeah, which maybe they'll do it in the season two. I, I don't know. I'll watch it. I watch everything, so that's not saying anything. Yeah, I love Showtime. They can't let go of any of their series. Even the show, which was, like, legitimately billed as, like, an event series or limited whatever you call it. They're just like, we're giving it another season. We can't help ourselves. Now, this couldn't have been more of, like, a six-part, ten-part, whatever. It wasn't... Yeah. I don't know know what they're going to do with it. They're going to have to literally just start over again with some new case, maybe? Because, like, what happened? Like, didn't... They make it sound like Cranston's returning. Okay. Because I think... Stuhlberg maybe won't. Yeah, he's probably got a movie to work on. Yeah. Hopefully. Do you want to talk about the Nirvana baby and his dope court case? I don't see why not. (laughs) I hate that, by the way. It's so dumb. It's a silly one. The the guy who was the baby on Nirvana's infamous Nevermind cover with the naked baby like chasing a dollar in a pool... He's coming out now saying he's suing Nirvana, claiming that it is child pornography. And it has, like, destroyed his life. He's like, everyone has seen his dick. Even though this was, like, he made, like, a career out of it. and would make appearances, like, as the, like, I'm the baby from the cover. Now he's trying to spin it into, like, this ruined my life. That's such a conversation piece. Yeah. And why would you have an issue with? I don't know. He's just trying. It's a cash grab. Oh yeah, this is like the definition of a cash grab. 
I could see it maybe paying off, though. Like, nope. if he had a case good enough, I could see this in this day and age, it being, uh... It's all fake. Yeah. You know what it is? I bet he gets a payout, because it's just, like, it's Courtney Love, like, Chris Novoselic, Novoselic, Dave Grohl, and then that other guy. Mm. And, you know, I imagine it'll be kind of hard to get a hold of Kurt's wallet. <laughs> He's probably going to be, like, the tightest of all of these guys. And yeah. say, like, you know what? Like, I've worked really hard with my music over the years, and, like, it just it doesn't seem fair to just shell out cash for you. Like, you agreed to this. Yeah. Your family agreed to this, I should say. So I think, you know... How, when when are, they haven't come out with an album in a while what's going on there yeah he's like in seclusion yeah i don't know what he's up i'm to. really looking forward to their next project so i'm hoping this like gives kurt some inspiration you know like yes hope he's not depressed or anything <laughs> yeah i hope he doesn't like own a shotgun that would be no. kind of weird if like he got any fucked he seems up like ideas. such a peaceful guy that like he's yeah. probably just out in his cabin somewhere just enjoying you know really getting taking a bite out of life hey and you're going to be really excited to hear about this. Oh. NBC, quote-unquote, standing by for a potential reboot of The Office. <laughs> Hank just fainted. Hank, stand okay? back and stand down. Ugh. Yeah, we don't need to do a whole thing, but just let The Office die. Just let it go. Just do something else. I have such a scowl on my face right now. It was already a reboot. We don't need a reboot of a reboot. Yeah, I'm so out. You can pry the office from our cold, dead obits. Yeah, I have We're no desire for that. This oh. is not happening on our watch. Michael Scott, or rather, um, what's his face? Steve Carell? There it is. Is not coming back. Is he? I feel like he wouldn't, because he has a movie career, and I feel like he's... He didn't even want to do the last no. two seasons. Then he didn't. He didn't even do the final episode. He made an appearance for like 10 seconds. And he probably had to get paid a bunch to even do that. I He's feel. working on the morning show now, which is an actual good show. Mm. Oh, yeah, that comes back soon. i got to watch season one of that. You so haven't seen any of it? I saw, like, one episode when it first came out. You menace. Yeah, get in should, there. That's a big you show. I'll, I'll get in there so we can discuss it for the fans. Did you see that, uh, apparently, influencers <laughs> from TikTok and Instagram are taking over the Met Gala, and they, like, are taking over all the tables, and people Ooh. are pissed? Wow. Surprised we didn't get an invite. We're big TikTok influencers. It's true. Who? What? Who are we influencing? <laughs> no. Um, no, I think like it's just. It used to be like top fashion designers and actors and like you know people who make a difference in the world of art and culture. And now it's just like Jake Paul. Yeah, just like rascals who are annoying on an app. Bunch of <laughs> loud dopes with nothing to do. Yeah. <clears throat> like David Dobrik or whatever his name is. Like Lil Nas X. Him like, remember when I like forced that woman to take her clothes off and like made videos of it and then got in trouble, but it like kind of went away because I have a bunch of dough and I lost all my sponsorships and people just pretend like it didn't happen. Ha ha, I'm at the Met Gala now. He's back. I don't even know that guy. Who's that again? He is like some chucklehead who gives out Teslas and like has some big house in the Hollywood Hills and is famous from both Vine and TikTok and he's just a nobody. He just makes oh, yeah, these I know. schlubby yeah. videos that yeah. aren't funny and he's, he's just like a chucklehead. He just he's one of those people that can't say anything without laughing. He has no delivery whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much that laugh at all times. And this is a headline that made me laugh that I wanted to write down just because the entirety of it, I was like, that's a that's a wild one. 
Lil Nas X, who came under fire in March for releasing a line of Satan's shoes, which contained a drop of human blood, questions the lack of public outrage over skateboarding legend Tony Hawk's blood-infused skateboards. You've been spooching with everybody. What a, what uh, I agree with it. Alive. I agree with it. You quest, You also question the lack of public outrage? The way I see it is this. People are saying that the only reason anyone got outraged about his shoes is because of the satanic symbols. Disagree. The yeah. fact that people are outraged is because he's black and he's gay and it makes people uncomfortable and he's vocal about it. Mm. Tony Hawk is a regular old white dude who put his blood all over a bunch of skateboards and nobody blinked a fucking eye. Little Nas X did the same thing with some shoes and not only did he get a, a major lawsuit from Nike because it's a copyright infringement mm. like which you know that is not him being singled out Nike sues everybody over that shit happens all the time but people made the biggest stink ever and then he made that whole like gay guys in hell video that was kind of cool and I don't know I, I actually re- retweeted or posted his his tweet about it and that's what he that's funny thing is that tweet that he sent out started the whole Nahi tweaking phenomenon that was all over the Instagram comments uh, the other yes, day yeah because somebody was saying something and then he commented nah he tweaking and then whatever reason everybody on Instagram ran with it I thought it was bots at first because there were so many of them yeah but it was literally just everybody I started doing it I must admit I started writing it on stuff it's one of those things where I like when like everyone does a certain bit and it's all going but that bit people were just taking nah he tweaking and like putting the words over any picture yes. being like is this a bit and I was it was some of like the laziest robotic posting i thought it was bots too because it was just like there can't be like a person behind this bit and now it's gone nobody's talking about it anymore it's not not there anymore that's why it didn't even deserve the shelf life it got which was like a day online that's the weirdest part about online bits these days they're just like so weird and niche and like in and then out in the blink of an eye but yeah, we need to start making some blood-infused merch. Get into this What's like, our merch? scandalousness. Let's do it with cum instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cum-infused merch. Like the the my old. We could give away the old um, the old mixer, the old interface. There you go. Yeah. It's a Focusrite interface, two microphone input, and we're gonna put our cum into each of the microphone holes. Yeah, and then you can make turkey heads of your own mm-hmm. with our. Uh, Semen. Yep. Scott's semen will be in Mike 2, and my semen will be in Mike 1. And you can fish it out with a Q-tip or a really small penis. Wow. So most of our listeners can probably use their penis. <laughs> I mean, we haven't started selling them yet, but I can already tell these are going to be a hot item, and you're going to want to get in quick before mm-hmm. they sell out. Well, we only have one, so it's, oh, yeah. it's real quick. <laughs> I forgot about that, too. I mean, I suppose we could buy more and come yeah. all over them and then give them yeah. to people. We'll infuse all sorts of items. So if they cost thing. like two, three hundred bucks a piece, I'm going to say we sell them for two thousand. Okay. The semen itself is worth at least eighteen hundred bucks. This is good. This is a mm-hmm. fine idea. This can't miss. Yeah. <laughs> quit your job tomorrow. It's already done. You show me a pay stub for fifty thousand dollars. I quit my job. I work for you. Jonah Hill. Did and you see that Kanye gave out Drake's address? on uh i guess on instagram he like posted a fic a picture and then he deleted it because he's been posting and deleting are they in the middle of a good old-fashioned beef right now they sure are 
I think it's is this like a real a, beef or like a bit? Beef? I think it's a, a both of them are, have albums coming out next week and they're trying to get publicity beef. I don't like those beefs. I like the beefs where you can tell they actually just hate each other. I think it's. I don't believe any of it's real. Yeah, bit beefs upset me. Well, Drake Especially said something about Kanye on a song that he did with Trippy Red called "Betrayal." Trippy Red and da, 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 Chucky Wade, and it's not great. Yeah. And I don't really see it. It was pretty veiled, like so. It didn't even make sense to me. And I guess Kanye grabbed it and got mad, allegedly. And I think didn't Kanye bring like one of Drake's babes to his fucked up uh, third Donda listening party the other night? That makes sense. I know that Marilyn Manson was there, oh, sitting yeah. on the porch of the <laughs> of re- the recreation of char- <laughs> of Kanye's childhood home. Yeah, literally. Yeah, they're inside a the football stadium or whatever Kanye recreated his childhood home set it on fire brought out Marilyn Manson and Da Baby for a big track he's really just like throwing everything into the everything he can I'm all in mix. yeah I was I didn't see the video but just seeing the pictures I was like this is this is a hell of a show mm. <laughs> he's really pulling out all the stops Marilyn Manson, fresh from his disgracing. It's yeah, couldn't like, be a worse time to put him into anything. Like, hey, I'm here. Hey, in guys. Kanye's childhood. All 14 home. of those women were lying. <laughs> I, I love his music, but, like, it's really hard to get behind him as a dude. It's like, oh, Jesus, Marilyn, what the fuck? Yeah, he's a fucked up dude. Before we go ahead, can I do an obit? I, I came up with an obit the other day. Love it. A person calling 911. This is for like network TV shows typically. Mm-hmm. The, the person calls 911. The operator answers and says, 911, what's your emergency? And then it cuts to commercial or it fades into the next scene or whatever. Mm-hmm. Where it like doesn't, they make you wait of like what's going to happen. And then they show it when they come back or don't show it at all? Show it when they come back. Oh, yeah. For whatever reason, it drives me nuts. It's yeah. like a classic like NBC show move. Yeah, that's a hacky like commercial cliffhanger yeah or whatever not like not that. fun yeah i'm in on that obit speaking of obits fucking colin trevorrow the director of the Je- jurassic world trilogy i don't even know who that is he's basically just done those and okay. safety not guaranteed which was a decent indie with <sighs> mark duplass and what's friend of the show Aubrey plaza Right. Yeah, that was okay. It was fine. It was like a cute, weird time travel indie. I'd rather watch uh, Paddleton. Yes, agreed. But the third Jurassic World movie comes out soon, and he says, the movie asks a single question. If dinosaurs lived amongst us, would you be safe? And the answer is no. I mean, what went on up there? Poppers and weird sex. What? These fucking dinosaurs are fucking up to no fucking good. <laughs> Fucking Jurassic period. Yeah, they're really asking the big questions in this third Jurassic Park movie. Like, would it be dangerous to be around a dinosaur? Chris Pratt uh, is still attached, I imagine. Oh, yeah. He's um, the big star of this series. Maybe he'll get his head bitten off or something. That would be a fun twist. Yeah, these are... It's him and Bryce Dallas Howard in these movies. Fuggin'? She's okay. She's got some some chops. She does a lot of directing these days on The Mandalorian. Um, er... Star Wars just keeping the entire Howard family working. But, uh... Yeah, the first two Jurassic World movies are very average, but they made a fortune. So, they're making a third, probably even a couple more. 
I still, you know, I, Jurassic Park's the one. I've seen all the follow-ups, they're all... It gets worse every time. And more ludicrous, like it makes so much less sense every time. <laughs> they're like, we're trying to park again. We know it didn't work the last five times. Like thousands of people were killed, but we're gonna try it one more time. We have a T-Rex. Yeah. Welcome Fucking... to Jurassic Beef. Ooh. That first one's a classic. That's the only Still one I like, and the yeah. one with Vince. The Vince one's tough. That's no, the Lost no, no. World. That one's the second best. Could be. Just because they're all so average. But yeah, we'll see that when it comes out. Will we? I guess we will. <laughs> it's a big movie. It was a big shot. And I got a little intel from the Victory of the Podcast Instagram. Oh, wow. Which is just the gift that keeps on giving. Adrian Grenier addresses those Entourage revival rumors, saying, quote, I'm pretty open to anything. Literally anything, he says. It's like, we didn't need to be told this, Adrian. You don't say, Adrian. You got a little tired of saving the whales, and now you're roaring back on screen as some yeah. middling dud? I can't remember the last time I saw you in anything, sir. Maybe the... Entourage movie six years ago? He's. It's funny because he's in some new Netflix show, and mm. this headline in that show so, somehow coincides. It's like what he's doing is he's saying something nuts so that he gets in the, in the paper so that people eventually watch his Netflix show. Yeah. There's not going to be an Entourage reboot. I believe it was in the papers. <laughs> they need to on. Jimmy Bags. Entourage with the two in the title. They got to do it just for that. He, he gets it. I even like I'm like signing up I can the see two. it I can see you doing the like boop. it's worth doing just for that even though it would definitely be horrible oh yeah fuck him with the entourage theme as his cell phone ring god that was good I hope he still has that Sean 15 years later just shit 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 <laughs> fuck I don't know how to change it and I know you were excited about this. Eddie Murphy has been cast alongside Jonah Hill yes. and Kenya Barris's untitled new comedy for Netflix. I am very much excited for that. I love all three of them. So I'm going to say it's a guaranteed goddamn hit. They sound like a fun duo, Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Agreed, That yeah. just sounds right to me. I can see them Two different kinds of funny. Yeah. I can see different, them being a good mix. Different generations. It's going to be good. Yeah, and I love Kenya Barris. I think he's one of the better people working. He's got some stuff. I he's really, miss, really, really liked Black as Fuck, and like, it's not for us. The like the blackish and grownish, like they're not written for us. So like, but I get it. We have to remember that he wrote oh, and possibly no. directed Coming to America. Oh no, which was maybe the most forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Unnecessary. I'm Twenty say, years too late sequel ever. I'm going to say there was somebody else that did that. He I at hope. least wrote it. He did something, I know. I'm, I'm hoping, as long as he didn't direct it, I'm okay. Yeah. I think probably like... I'll tell you in a that second. That barbershop guy directed it or of something. Of course, my IMDb app is like looking up every Kenya who isn't him. But yeah, you know, when you work a lot, you're going to have some duds. He's overall... He's fun. I like the Netflix show, too. What is that called? Black again? as Fuck? Yeah. Yeah. He's not doing another season with them, unfortunately. Oh yeah, he's. I remember we talked about. He's trying to do like a Tyler Perry and start his own production company wow. with Tubi or something fun like that. 
But that's all I had news-wise. You got any more? He wrote the screenplay for Coming to America, and that's it. Knew it. I mean, that's enough. That's Craig Brewer directed it. Yes. Right, he's and the guy who did Hustle and Flow. Alexa, off. She's not listening tonight. Alexa, off. Fuck me. You want to take a break? Come back that, with some reviews? I think it would be a good sign for us to take a break, yeah. That's all my news. So we our featured review this evening is Candyman. So I'm going to be reviewing Candyman with the Candyman himself, Hoops. I oh Yeah, we're going to come back with some Skittles and Reese's. We're going to do it all up. It's going to be fun. BRB. Bye. That melded nicely. Mm. Folks, we took a little trip over to the pictures today to see Candyman. 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 Don't do it, Hoops. Candyman. Stop, don't do it. One more. No, (laughs) don't do it. We don't need him down in the chill zone getting that bloody hook all over my freshly cleaned carpet. That would be fucked up if he just just spot cleaned this thing for green juice stains like five hours ago for him coming in here dripping blood i you didn't really like this movie i feel what do you think good what didn't you like about it well this is the new quote-unquote spiritual sequel to the 90s classic movie Candyman, or supposed classic i was never like the biggest fan of it the Tony Todd, Virginia, Madsen. Soft-ass shit. Yeah. Tony Todd rocks, and I wish he had more of a presence in this reboot. Yeah, I was a little bummed by his, like, really kind of quick It's Popeye. like a Popeye, yeah. And it's like a CGI-seeming, but... But yeah, this this was more of like a flat-out sequel than I thought it would mm. be. This wasn't very rebooty. It references a lot of stuff from the original, like Virginia Madsen's character dying in the original is like the whole jumping off point for this one yeah this returns to the now gentrified chicago neighborhood where the legend began and yeah this was written by jordan peele of get out us fame he didn't direct this one it was directed by nia DaCosta friend of the show who i believe you're a fan of i am and you told me midway through the movie that she was the one who directed it and i realized she directed a movie that i saw at a premiere at the brattle theater in cambridge called little woods which i thought was excellent and i didn't realize that she had anything that was this it's kind of strange that she would have that like very much like independent small small film to this yeah maybe it's the jordan peele connection or something i don't know they were little woods then uh but i really liked that movie so the second i knew i almost wish i didn't know that she directed that and this because it might have it's like going in just immediately biased where i'm like oh well she's great so this is great and that's just where my head was at it was i was in a positive headspace that's good I really yeah. liked this. I gave it four out of five on Letterboxd, which is kind of yeah, rare for, for me. That's for you, that's for like me. a 10 out of 10, basically. Kinda, yeah. I feel like you're never just thrown around four out of fives. I, I really liked just the aesthetic of all of it. I thought it looked 
it did I hate look, how we always say that it looked cool. We got to look though. up more filmography terms, or like just like it really looked cool. <laughs> just both of us every week about everything we like. A couple yeah. of dopes. You we can, have a fucking film podcast. Jesus Christ! You can make an incredible supercut of us just going like it looked so cool. <laughs> how is there nobody podcast. out there who's not? doing that's exactly it supercuts of us saying dumb shit would love that would be that would make my day if somebody was like by the way i made this it's you guys repeating yourselves sounding stupid hell yes but yeah that was one of the things i liked most about this movie very stylish yeah it had like a cool opening credits with like an ominous score that you know scotty just ate up and i thought it was actually kind of scary yeah, like the the horror scenes. The Candyman himself yeah, they was didn't, rather spooky. They didn't make with the horror as much as I thought they would. It was kind of like, you know, sprinkled in. Most of it was like a slow burn type mm. deal. And yeah, it's kind of weird because it's a very silly premise matched with a very serious like plot about race and... yeah socio-political workishness it makes a lot of statements about the fact that white people aren't great mm. us included and like people in that cabrini green neighborhood in chicago has since been gentrified and like white people kind of move in start buying up all the properties renting out all the apartments opening up stores then the next thing you know there's a whole foods and black people can't <laughs> afford to live there anymore get candy get candy get candy and that's happening all over america it's happening in dorchester right now okay. where like the poor irish people and black people are probably not going to be able to afford to live there much longer because mm, yeah, fancy pants people are, are buying it all and i'm not saying like i'm literally in a in a house in watertown right now which is kind of the same situation so no and that's fair i'm part of it i guess but and that's very real but it's odd when you're watching a movie that's basically about a guy with a hook for a hand killing people <laughs> and it's like tackling subject matters that serious it kind of like didn't gel together for me it, it just it just seemed like odd at the, times. that's a thing i didn't love is and i mean actually i get why they do it and i'm not disagreeing with it yeah like it was interesting well they make white people look super st- super dumb every white character just gets brutalized and they're all like cunts and stupid and irritating like that white reporter or the white gallery owner or his girlfriend yeah, the critic yeah just they don't lay it on too thick but yeah that's definitely going on there's a that's get out like a, theme to this yeah which obviously jordan peele had his hands on it so i get it but and yeah like if anything they're trying to do like too much this is a movie someone would call like ambitious like they're trying yeah. to like swing for the fences and like basically solve racism in a very sticky supernatural horror movie it's a bold move yeah i don't it know might that, have worked i don't know that <laughs> this movie's gonna be what does it but yeah we can only hope i guess it was making me think of buster from arrested development with the hook hand him like i'm a monster i <laughs> should have said that in the middle of the movie that would have got me that would have been a like a little mini that's gotta hurt i was just gonna say one of these days i'm gonna do the seinfeld that's gotta hurt bit in the theater and it's gonna delight everyone we're gonna make some new turkey heads how about that slight clap at the end that i participated in (laughs) i know i really enjoyed that some people can't resist the uh the applause at the end of a picture i'm rarely compelled to do that 
I can't think of a time I've ever organically yeah, I done don't, that. I don't really ever want to do that. I think it's okay to do it at like a small movie or like yeah. a theater, like a actual premiere or something. I feel like I've done it for the bit after seeing like Jumper or something. <laughs> I like, hate jumpers. They did it. They fucking did it. <laughs> Gotta give it up. Fucking doing it. <laughs> master. <laughs> master. Uh, yeah, I liked it though a lot. I yeah. think it's fun. Go see it. Very artsy. Could have been a little more violent, but had some stuff. And are you scared to say Candyman five times? Will you do it now on the show? I will not. Wow. Never. Ever? Ever. (laughs) Too scared. That was one of the... Of the mess. I don't need that bloody mess in my house. So many scenes of the movie is just characters being like, this is so fucking dumb. Like, this isn't going to do anything. Then they say Candyman five times, and then he roars in. I'll say it five... Oh, excuse me. I'll say Candyman five times if he guarantees to kill me immediately. Yeah. If anything, it's nice knowing I have that in my back pocket. You know, when times get tough, just (laughs) punch out. Easy out. I'm going to say John Candyman five times. And then he just bursts in. (laughs) He's back. Candyman. But yeah, it's uh, now playing only in theaters. Mm. If you're uh, in the mood for a horror movie. If you're looking for a free movie that you can watch at home on Apple TV+, we watched a movie about deaf people called (laughs) Coda. Coda. And Scott loved it, said it was probably his favorite movie of the year, <laughs> thought it was super cute, and he cried through the entire movie. Fuck. This I myself did not. This isn't all true. You did cry a little you're bit. You're close. You cried. I, I welled up. Yes, I'd you say. did. <laughs> there was a welling up process. But this movie, as you mentioned, is called Coda, which is it's like an anagram or whatever the word is. Yeah. It stands for Children of Deaf Adults. And I also, it's Codependence Anonymous. Yeah. And Coda is a word for, like, a button on the end of something. Like, that had a really nice Coda. So it's kind of a clever title, even though it's a little, like, winky with uh, all that nonsense. But, yeah, it's this girl who has deaf parents, but she can hear, and she's a singer. It's a pretty, like, classic setup for the sassy gay vocal coach yeah who works for a fucking public high school but somehow lives in some four million dollar waterfront home in gloucester yeah it was kind of like it had a lot of pick apart stuff and there's like a, a romance with her and this kid that they just couldn't have had less chemistry yeah they were very they i wrote that down i said this tepid love story with the girl and her singing partner yeah and the the annoying part is they made deaf people this is played the two her parents are played by Marley Matlin and some guy who I'd not heard of who are both actual deaf people yeah who probably can read lips and are probably very self-sufficient and capable people mm. this is my woke episode by the way I don't know if you've noticed that no Hank all woke yeah you're back woke Hank <laughs> Anyway, Wank. what I'm saying is I've, I've met deaf people, I've met blind people. Deaf people live pretty normal lives, all things considered. This movie didn't feel very realistic. Like, them not knowing how to read lips, them not being able to do anything without their daughter. Like, come on, man. Deaf people are more capable than that. Yeah, they did lay it on pretty thick. I thought some of the, quote-unquote, like, deaf acting was pretty good, though. Especially, Agreed, like, yeah. her brother is also in the movie. I don't know if we mentioned him. While the cats just roared onto the scene. Tuna, Coco, hello. Hey, Tuna. Come on up, Tuna. But yeah, like, her brother 
you know, he has to be emotional through body language instead of words and tone. And I thought he did a good job, like, conveying, you know, deaf acting, if that's even a thing. Yeah, I, 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 th- th- I definitely thing. think that all the performances were pretty solid, and they were doing a lot with a little. Like, there was... I didn't like this movie, but you can't say they weren't doing something. And I just... I don't know. To me, it annoyed me because it's just like there's so many people that don't or have lost the ability to hear or who never had it. Are they just none of them can do anything on their own? They just have everybody. They just have some live in person who does everything. Like That's not how the world works. Yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, it was a nice like slice of life comedy drama. Slice of life type deal. And the tears, like, it has a scene where, like, I was almost, I was, like, on the precipice, but they're trying too hard. Sometimes when a movie lays it on too thick, I go all the way around, and I'm just like, nope. Like, you're doing too much. It's not working on me. Because, yeah, like, there's a scene where she's singing to her deaf father, and he obviously can't hear. So she, like, puts his hands, or not, like... So he can like feel her singing or something. Like I was he like, put his hands is, on her throat. Yeah, I was like, this is like poignant. I was hoping that he was going to start choking her and then <laughs> eat her pussy. <laughs> oh, like, while he has her held down by her yeah. neck. A nice last second twist to this like, yeah. basically Disney feel good movie. <laughs> just, I thought the one shot that end. I was like, okay, that was good. Was when they hit the, and I forget if you just said this, but they did the concert and then the perspective of the deaf parents it was muted. Mm. Like he couldn't hear anything. I was like, okay, this is pretty smart. Yeah, that was that was stuff cool. like that where it's like, ah, oh, this is clever. Because her family was in the audience for her. She was doing like a vocal concert. And th- this movie's just kind of not really about anything. And I knew that big fit. It was really like all I could write. I wrote this down, literally. It's my ninth note. I said, big finish making hoops blubber. <laughs> I was just picturing you like in the nook too. Just, <laughs> oh, oh, oh my fucking God. They fucking can't hear. She can't hear anything. But they're like understanding how important it is, anyways. Fuck. It's just, it just, it was fine. How about when the mother, when Marley Matlin said that she wished her daughter would have been born deaf so that they could connect better? I liked that. I thought that was like nice and realistic. You thought that was nice? Well, like, just interesting. Her, like, you know, showing a little edge. I was like, come on, man. Like,. If someone said they wished deafness on me, I would be furious. Yeah, that's why, because that's how the daughter reacts. She's, yeah. like, she's like, I can't believe you just said that to me. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, that's like, <laughs> there's, the parents are so fucking codependent. Like, that's why it's, the title is Coda. Like, yeah, that's just, why. Ugh, come on. They lay it on a little thick. That's why. No one is that codependent. I mean, yes, I know they are. Like, I watch my 600-pound life. There's plenty of people that can't even stand up alone. But yeah. still, it's, that doesn't mean... And we all have codependent tendencies, myself included, but not to this extent. No. But I'd say it was sweet, though. It's worth a watch if mm. you like. Would you give it out of five? I mean, I, I gave oh, it didn't a th- you give it a three and a half? And that's when I came in hot and said, three and a half? Exactly. Love it. <laughs> You've got me questioning. I might downgrade it to a three. Go two and a half. That's legit. No. I it believe was I gave fine. it one. It was a very well intentioned. One is movie. low, though. It could be, it could get a two. Hmm. It, they meant well. You're right. That's a, that's and the perfect way of putting it. It was also set in Massachusetts. I think like Gloucester. Gloucester, yeah, yeah. Which is like an expensive place to live. Like it's a nice, nice area. I don't know if you caught a friend of the show, Kevin Chapman. I did some yes. of that work. Who I don't know if I told this on the show, but I ran into a couple weeks ago. He used to come in a blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like the 14th lead in Mystic River. He's on 
Kevin can fuck brotherhood. himself. Brotherhood. He's like a great that guy. <laughs> and You actually went on a, a hinge date with him a couple oh. weeks ago. Yeah. He created an account to cheat on his wife. Yeah, we're an item now. <laughs> his big, thick Irish penis. <laughs> Him driving off with me in the back seat, like Mystic River, only it's <laughs> an even grittier reboot. <laughs> he's in. No, but he's a great guy. The show, the movie, rather. It's sweet. I liked it more than acted, as you know. Speaking of liking it more than acted, I'll sneak in Reminiscence. Wow, did I not like that. Which is now in theaters and on HBO Max for the next three weeks. It's a new movie from... The woman who co-created Westworld, which they like, they bill it like that. And it's like, you might want to keep this under your hat. <laughs> the fact that the Westworld person is also behind this. But it's like a weird future noir thing with Hugh Jackman running this like business that gets into people's memories so they can re-find lost people or items it's kind of like minority report i was gonna say it's like minority report but not good inception kind of what did you give this out of five this is like a two and a half type situation where for a while i was like this is kind of clever and fun and then it just gets into <laughs> slog town and yeah it had a couple cool things where it's like it takes place in the future and like the world is like half flooded but everyone's just putting up with it in Miami's. It had like some cool window dressing, but the movie was just not very engaging overall. And it has so much narration, which is one of our big no-nos, especially when it's like not necessary. And it's like, why am I watching a movie where instead of watching interesting actions, just a guy like slogging through a landscape while explaining mm-hmm. the world boringly? Yeah, that's. It it looked. I watched about five minutes of it, so I mm. can't comment. Yeah, but it sucked. It's like it just like I don't know. The five minutes that I watched, that's all I'm commenting on. I was already when I get confused within the first five minutes, and I'm actually paying attention, mm. and I'm not just zoning out. I get like almost visibly angry. I'm just mm. like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, like what? What is? How are you already confusing me? Movies need to stop trying on purpose to like 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 Tenet like trying to be confusing on purpose for the sake of it yeah although Tenet gets a pass because it's a 10 out of Tenet and <coughs> Rebecca Ferguson one of my gals is in this movie she does what she can but it's just like a it's too silly she leaves the whole town in her rear view at the end actually <laughs> okay that's sick and oh the one thing I love in movies when they have a fake future drug like in speaking of Minority Report there's a nuke oh yeah nuke from robocop 2 excellent fake movie drug and in dread there's something called like there's some sort of slow-mo drug the limitless pill (laughs) but yeah like there's nothing more enticing than a fake movie drug and this movie has one called like baca slow-mo is the fake uh, drug in dread yeah i always just think that's a fun bit Mm. and i'm just like ooh, i gotta get my mitts on this my mitts but yeah reminiscence you don't need to see it i can't really give it anything even resembling a recommendation talk to me about don't breathe too oh yeah don't be do i need to go see that you know what i'm gonna say yes this one i'm not Mm. even gonna get into fully because it's very spoilable Mm. 
but I'll just say I liked it, and I think it's much more interesting than most horror sequels. And this is in the trailer, so it's not really a spoiler. But the bad guy from the first Don't Breathe is like the hero of this movie, the sequel. They do oh. the T2 thing where it's like... The old guy? Yeah. I didn't really... I get that he's the bad guy in the first one, but that's not really how I experienced him. Well, yeah, that's why the first one's so good is because yeah. you think he's the victim and then there's like a reveal, a scandalous one. But this right. one... Right. Oh, wow. He's remembering. Yeah. and But this one, it, it does some interesting stuff with that. I won't give it away, but I was watching it's just like, wow, they really like thought this... They must have gone out of their way to be like, let's make like the wildest, most unpredictable sequel we could have. And I really appreciate it. Is this it still in theaters? That. I think so. I got to go see this. Yeah. yeah. You'll like it. Especially. I don't know why I, you invited me to go and I was like, it's like a Tuesday. It was a Wednesday. I was like, fuck, I really was going to do it. And I was like, eh, I'm fucking, I was tired. Yeah. You'll dig it. And yeah, I won't even get into it furtherly. We will when you see it. And we're going to cover it next week on the show, along with a bunch of other stuff. But the new Hulu original, Vacation Friends, starring John Cena, Lil Roll Howard. So I guess I have to watch that now, too. This is actually good. I watched the first half of it and was enjoying it. Lil Roll is kind of funny, I guess. I like John Cena. He's a in, goddamn... In, in most things. He's Cena a, stealer? Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I saw you. I saw you. I saw you gearing up for it. I was like, "Oh no!" <laughs> I got so excited. He really is. Uh, you have not done that before. No, he's and such that a is your scene bit. stealer. He's fucking incredible in this, particularly, even better than Blockers, which is surprisingly a fun movie. But I believe made me cry. Reveal. You cried during Blockers. I did. <laughs> I've never seen you look more disgusted with me. <laughs> Uh, oh, okay. I Fuck. Ike Barinholtz really pulling on those heartstrings. Oh, hey, man. Wait, that's fucking not what he sounds like at all. But yes. And did you watch any TV this week? Only trash reality TV that I'm too ashamed to discuss. Ooh. Yeah, there's that a second season of the other two. That fun HBO Max show with Ken Marino. And a, a bunch of people that just started. I haven't watched. That's it yet. Sunday, I think. I think at least one episode's up. Oh, now. it's up already. Yeah, I think. Well, then it must be the second one's coming on Sunday. So we'll talk about that. That's fun. He's in. Can we watch Wedding Crashers? I'm sleepy. You know what, kid? We're we're it. late night boys tonight. This is the latest the pod's gone in a bit. It's 9 p.m. Nine, nine times. All right, here's ninety seconds of Wedding Crashers. Yeah, when we, when we go to the pictures, it, it takes up a lot of day. The great nineteenth-century philosopher Schopenhauer. He said at that moment when a human sees another human. In oh, nature, Schopenhauer. That there's this breaking in of metaphysical awareness. <laughs> the, you know, Vince is lying on the beach in a tux this, giving this absurd spiel just filling his suit Except pants with sand ba 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 illusion when I'm one with everyone with the prime minister of England fucking you and me fat kid from what's happening the Olsen twins 
Natalie Portman. Her just eating it up. Wrote Catcher in the Rye. Nat King Cole. Kelly. I don't remember this scene oddly. Jay Z. This must be one of the like unrated, yeah. extended. Yeah. If he existed, the whore on the street corner. <laughs> Your mother. Him just ad-libbing all of those things. Yeah. My hands are your hands. <sighs> and at my cheek. That's the best part about watching a movie with Vince or someone else who's an improv pro. Is them delivering a line. Yeah, and you, you can just be positive. It's like, there's no way anyone wrote that. It's an impossibility that someone wrote that line of dialogue down. <laughs> it was just so... Natural. Them just having sex on the beach in the middle of the day. And no good. Oh, it's good, baby. Well, that was 90 seconds of The Departed. Yeah, so. like, that was a quiet 90. That was, yeah. We were just listening to Vince whisper Not, sweet nothings. No, uh, none of our favorite lines there. Yeah. In Isla Fisher. What are your plugs this week? I mean, what are our plugs? As always, the South Shore Boys podcast, Boys with a Z, new episode this week. Uh, check out Uncle to Uncle. They've really been killing it lately. They're free guys, spectacular. In particular, I recommend checking out. Did they actually watch it? I don't even think they did, but they just bitted it for like the entirety of an episode, and it was very funny. That's hilarious. And that rounding down episode that I did weeks ago finally comes out soon. You can hear me talk to Twitter people that I had never met before. It's fun. Mm. And I'll put the link on our social Were medias. Were you in person for that, or was it a Zoom? It was Zoon, but then I went to that BugCon con of yeah, yeah. Kowloon Bay and met them and some other characters. That was very fun, too. So yeah, check out Rounding Down in general. It's a great pod. Chid, Spin, and Cy Fieri on Twitter. Great guys, great pod. Whole deal. And follow us on all our things. What are you plugging this week, Rye Guy? Uh, Eggfit.com. Just gonna say it every week until I get as many hits as I feel like I deserve. Hell yes. Which is all of them. Next week, I don't even know what we're gonna be covering because I don't know what's coming out, but. Yeah, I feel like some. Avatar 2. <laughs> Surprise release. For Avatar, Avatar 3. <laughs> that would be dope if he snuck the third one out before the Releasing second one. Releasing them out of order. I mean, James Cameron, if anyone can pull it off, it's him. Folks, I think that's enough. Mm. Why don't you uh, have a good one? Because I gotta go, but thank you. <laughs> Bye.